This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, July 2nd. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing today? Oh, buddy. Exhausted with no sleep, but that's okay. I'm going to bring as much energy as I can to the show today. And I want to dedicate today's show to uh, my buddy Jeff. It was a year ago we lost him to cancer, so uh, hence the Bronco garb today. That's for that's for Jeffy, aside from being a Bronco fan. But uh, yeah, we're going to bring it today, and it's going to be a good one because it's the third day. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get some of that wacky delirium in you. Yeah, oh, it's there, baby. And believe me, it's there. Not a lot of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and kick things off with a question, as I do each and every day. When you were a kid, I think all kids do this, you know, you had uh, superheroes and things that you looked up to that, you know, you one day wanted to become or thought that you would get special powers or something along those lines. Did you have any, you know, superheroes or group of superheroes that were like that for you? Well, yeah, I was a big X-Men guy. That was the uh, comic book I fell in love with and and things like that. Uh, I I was never going to be Wolverine. I mean, I'm not going to have claws come out of my skin or anything. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to have all kinds of, like, superpowers. It was not, like, one in particular. I always did want to do the flying gig. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was that. Um, And then if it was, like, real life at that time, what was it – you know, with wrestling, you know, I wanted to be a wrestler. So, you know, always thought I could do some of those moves till I found out in the sixth grade that you can't put a kid in a sharpshooter. <laughs> you get in big trouble. So. <laughs> or, or that it really hurts when you get body slammed. Yeah, yeah. Like the stuff, if you do it for reals and you don't choreography it and make it uh, finesse and make it look good. Yeah, it doesn't work too well. <laughs> well, all that goes to say that a Duluth, Minnesota man maybe thought that he wanted to be a Ninja Turtle. First responders are searching for a person who authorities say crawled into the sewer system beneath downtown Duluth Wednesday afternoon. According to city spokespeople, the person apparently entered the sewer system near 3rd Avenue West. Authorities found the person's clothes outside of a manhole in the area, and they believe the individual is naked. 
First responders oh, are still searching for the person as of 2 p.m. They are unsure of where they may be within the sewer system, but they're doing their due diligence to find them. Duluth Fire and Police are working with St. Louis County Sheriffs and rescue officials to locate the person. Their condition is unknown. My guess is their condition is either high on drugs or mentally unstable. City spokespeople are also unsure why the person may have entered the sewer system to begin with. So uh, there is a naked, I would assume man, run around the sewers of Duluth, probably just wanting to be a Ninja Turtle. Yeah, I was going to ask you two questions on that one. Yes. I was. Uh, it should have been, well... I was going to ask if it was, uh, obviously you said it was Duluth, but this story should have been uh, taking place in Florida. Right. (laughs) That's a Florida man type thing. That wasn't really a question. That was more of a statement. And number two, do you think that they'll go by a manhole and they'll order a pizza? Do you think Domino's will deliver in time? Maybe that's how they'll get them out. You know, they'll get a nice piping hot pizza and waft it down the manhole and coax whoever this crazy person is out. It's funny, as you read that story, too, I think I played the whole intro of the uh, early 1990s uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle opening scene. Did you? Like, Yeah, <laughs> with the skateboarding through the sewer and stuff. Yeah, I totally played that in my head while you were telling the story. But picturing a crazy person, not naked, <laughs> they, had, they did have a, uh, a mask above the eye, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. the turtles did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which turtle do you think this guy would be? Um, it will, if he's, if he's crazy and wacky, definitely Michelangelo. He's a party dude. Yeah. Sounds like it. He's down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? There is an update. Actually, authorities have ended their search for the person who crawled in the sewer system beneath Duluth. According to city spokespeople, they believe the person made it out of the sewer system before first responders could locate them. So that didn't answer any questions other than the fact that they don't think that he's down there any longer. No, nope. okay, he was a member of the Foot Clan then. Oh, he, he was searching yeah. for the turtles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. If he disappeared like that, it's definitely Foot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, people are weird. All right. Oh, wait, fo- till, wait till Florida Man today. Oh, I'm excited. Florida Man's always fun. Well, folks, it is Thursday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? The third day, all right? Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when? Huh? What day? Thursday. <laughs> the third day okay it is the third day we've got a great show lined up as tony mentioned we've got florida man today we have a uh, segment called mind blown some mind-blowing facts we have a new calling contest titled phoenix face-off the uh, topic is best serials of all time and uh, we'll pit uh, two callers against each other to debate what is the best serial of all time for a chance to win a 20 dollars instacart gift card We have childhood wealth, and up next, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, July 2nd. 
We love when you guys participate. That's you guys, the watchers, the listeners, the viewers, whether you're chiming in on Facebook or you're leaving us a message on the Phoenix line. Now, the Phoenix line is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line where we invite you to call in about any topic whatsoever. You can tell us how we're doing. You can tell us if we're wrong. Uh, you can participate in maybe one of the previous call-in topics, or you can just tell us how you're feeling. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. And uh, when we get enough of them, we'll compile them together and put them out in a future show. Now, it is the second segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, the third day, July 2nd, 2020. I'm going to hit you with the Fast Five, which is just headlines that pretty much explain what the story would be about. Uh, Number one, Zachary Levi to star as NFL Hall of Famer Kurt Warner in American Underdog. It's a biopic pick. That could be cool. That'd be fun. Uh, The band The Eagles will be doing Live from the Forum M-M-X-V-I-I-I. Don't know what that stands for in uh, Roman numerals, unfortunately. V-I-I would be... Would it be 2017? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Because X is a 10, V-I-I. Yeah, I think 2017, I believe. um, We'll go with that. I like it. Uh, But it will be the first concert aired ever on ESPN. So they're out of sports, so they're going to play concerts from the Eagles. <laughs> no more right cornhole on. championships. Yeah, no more cornhole championships. Let's play the Eagles. Very good. Uh, Minecraft is getting a cereal, tie in today, Ooh, with nice. codes for in-game clothes. So for all you fans of Minecraft and or have kids that have Minecraft and you need in-game clothes, buy the Minecraft cereal made by Kellogg's. Uh ESPN Plus is raising their monthly subscription price to five ninety nine. Eh, all they really have that's good is the Peyton places. But right. uh, and then lastly, Sarah Jessica Parker, Chris's favorite actress, Ugh. is developing a dating show at Lifetime. Now on to the real news: '90s icons return. Shang Chi is ready to come back. Jurassic actors are Jurassic, and Frosty the Momoa and Legos just get cooler. This is the news. Beavis and Butthead are returning to TV. <laughs> Wish I had a sound bite for that. Yeah, I don't even have one. I am Cornholio. I need TV for my bunghole. Uh, anyways, Beavis and Butthead have scored a return to television. Comedy Central just announced um, it has signed an expansive deal with Mike Judge to bring the 90s icons back to TV. Judge will write, produce, and voice both characters on the new iteration of the series, which has already been giving a two-season order. However, it's not just a relaunch, it's more of a reimagining, along with new spinoffs and specials. The show will pair, we'll see the pair entering a whole new Gen Z world. The network says the series will include meta-themes relatable to both new and old fans, Gen Z, Gen X parents, and their Gen Z kids. Maybe this time around, the two will make fun of TikTok videos, which means some parents will finally learn what TikTok is. We are thrilled to be working with Mike Judge and a great team at Three Arts again as we double down on adult animation at Comedy Central. Um, Beavis and Butthead were were a defining voice of a generation, and we can't wait to watch as they navigate the treacherous, treacherous, 
waters of a world light years from their own. Why now, though? The original series went off the air in 97, and there was a very short revival in 2011. It seemed like the time was right to get stupid again, said Judge. Well, things are definitely stupid right now, but not the good kind of stupid that Beavis and Butthead provides. So what's your take, man? I, I'm pretty stoked about it, actually. I thought that was pretty cool news. I think so, too. I, I just hope it's one of those things that, uh, you know, if you go back and watch it, it actually holds up. And it wasn't just one of those things that, you know, when you were a stupid teenager, it was funny because it was stupid. Um, but, you know, obviously watching it now that we're you know pushing 40, um, you know, does, <laughs> doesn't hold up. The only thing I have to say is that they better still have the ACDC and Metallica t-shirts. Oh, yeah. What was it when they didn't have the rights? It was some other weird logos on their shirts. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes on their merchandise, it didn't say CDC and Metallica. Gotcha. uh, Yeah, moving on to geeky news. Uh, Marvel Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings aims to begin filming again this month. Marvel Studios reportedly aims to restart production at Fox Studios in Australia. That's so funny. Fox Studios now. In Australia on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings by the end of this month. Deadline's Aussie source claims Marvel is taking careful steps to return to the set. The cast and crew of Shang-Chi will travel to Australia, will be quarantined upon arrival. Um, Accommodations for those in quarantine are identified by the government. Shang-Chi halted the first unit filming in March after the director self-isolated over concerns he had contracted the coronavirus. His test came back negative. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings was supposed to open February 12th, 2021, but it has been pushed back to May 7th of 2021 in a recent overhaul that saw many of the MCU phase four movies swapping release dates. So good to know we're getting back into it and uh, we can get this uh, next phase of uh, the MCU going. I feel uh, it's been a long time overdue and I can't wait to see all this product that's been worked on and, and released here. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Obviously uh, black widow was supposed to come out what last month, month and yeah, a half it's ago. Come out on my birthday. Yeah. yeah. May. May 3rd is supposed to come out, the third day of May. <laughs> so, uh, no, I'm looking forward to it, getting things back on track. Obviously, Marvel does things extremely well, and they even do a really good job of taking obscure characters like Shang-Chi and uh, making them accessible to everybody. Yeah, you guys will know all about them. I don't even know, and I'm a geek. I don't. I couldn't really tell you other than uh, they've hinted at the 12 Rings before in Iron Man 3. That was a real big mention of it although a big letdown right but but nonetheless it was referenced all the way back then um another movie getting back in action is uh jurassic park the third installment of the jurassic world trilogy will once again find owen played by chris pratt and claire bryce dallas howard returning to a world filled with dinosaurs but they'll be bringing back the few iconic characters from steven spielberg's jurassic park Along for the ride uh, in the new Jurassic World Dominion will feature the return of Jeff Goldblum as Dr. Ian Malcolm, Sam Neill as Dr. Alan Grant, and Laura Dern as Dr. Ellie Sattler. Of course, those who have seen Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom know that Jeff Goldblum did put in an appearance, but it amounted nothing more than a glorified cameo. That came as a disappointment to most fans, but fret not, Jurassic fans, because the original Jurassic Park trio will have much more much bigger role to play in Jurassic World Dominion, probably a la X-Men Days of Future Past, where they'll have more of a role like that movie if you've seen mm-hmm. that. 
Uh, while speaking to Yahoo Movies, uh, Sam Neill stated that Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern, and himself will be seen throughout the upcoming film. And they did say, we're all the way through the film. Jeff, me, and Laura. But admits that he probably won't be running quite as fast as he did 27 years ago. So welcome news for that. Um, Jurassic World Dominion was halted back in March due to the coronavirus. The crew is preparing to resume work at Pinewood Studios next week. And Sam Neill stated that the film stars are in quarantine ahead of production. The quest. The, the quest. The quest. The quest. <laughs> the quest. I sound like Quipke. Uh, will remain in quarantine together while the production is underway. So great news. It's supposed to be out June 11th, 2021. So everything's getting the ball rolling again in the world of movies. So. Yeah. And with that movie, you know, obviously it. It's exciting that they're bringing back the original cast. They also hinted recently at who I think might be the villain for the movie. If you remember Jurassic Park, where Wayne Knight gets the um, the shaving cream bottle that you know doubles as uh-huh. you know getting the DNA, and he's there with uh, Dodgson. You know, Dodgson here, Dodgson. See, nobody cares. That actor is returning to that role for this movie. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, uh, I did not know that. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh. Uh, uh, uh. Not Wayne Knight, but the, the actor who played Dodgson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Wayne Knight died. He, he died, he yeah. Met his, he, met, he met his faith. He Dave did. Newman. I, wonder, I wonder if this is going to meet a, a warm reception or not, but uh, Jason Momoa is going to voice Frosty the Snowman for a live-action adaptation. <laughs> That's right, Aquaman is Snowman. Snowman is Aquaman. <laughs> Finkel is <laughs> Einhorn. Yeah, and sharing is caring. Um, it sounds as if Jason Momoa is feeling the holiday spirit a bit early this year as it's been announced that he'll voice Frosty the Snowman for Warner Brothers and Stampede's upcoming live-action take on the classic Christmas tale. No, this is no April Fool's article. Go ahead and check your calendar. See? Told you so. It's <laughs> July. It's July 2nd. In addition to starring as the voice of Frosty the Snowman, Momoa will also produce alongside John Berg and Greg Silverman of Stampede with Jeff Johns of Magd Host also producing. Meanwhile, David Bernabom, uh, who worked with Berg on Will Ferrell's classic Elf, is writing the script based on the iconic corncob pipe puffing snowman. That's a lot to say. <laughs> uh, from his role as a fearsome count in the land of ice and fire to the oceanic success we all had with Aquaman, it felt only right to realize Jason this time out of snow. We know Jason is a true human being with full of love, compassion, and a deep connection to Awana. Awana. I don't know. That's a Hawaiian thing, right? Yep. It means home. I believe all of so. which the living spirit of Xmas and Frosty. Uh, I don't know about that. I'll reserve judgment till I see a trailer. Yeah. Frosty the Snowman is Aquaman. <laughs> but uh, the last story I have for entertainment news today before the birthdays is Lego launch. Lego is launching brand new posters that you can build. <laughs> this is pretty cool. Um, I'll have to share the article on the Phoenix page to actually see the pictures. But on Wednesday, Lego announced a new line of art sets aimed at attracting adult fans. Instead of building objects, these new sets let you build actual portraits of pop culture icons such as Marvel superhero Iron Man, Star Wars Sith villains Darth Vader, Darth Maul, and Kylo Ren. The new kits also include uh, Andy Warhol's painting of actress Marilyn Monroe, as well as portraits of legendary British pop band The Beatles. Each Lego art set features over 3,000 small round pieces in various colors to pop into 
the canvas to make an artistic portrait. The square canvas measures measures 15.5 inches. The Lego art sets have uh, only canvas of one portrait, so if you want to build separate portraits of each Beetle Band members or all Star Wars, you'll have to buy multiple sets. The Lego, the Lego sets come with CD soundtracks to play while building the sets that feature backstories, rare recordings, and interviews about the art subjects. The Lego art set sells for $120. Wow. They are due to debut in stores internationally on August 1st, and they're coming to the U.S. September 1st. Very expensive, but they look very cool. So if you're a Lego fan, like my buddy Jeff, he was a huge Lego guy. Uh, very, very cool stuff that uh, I wanted to share with you guys. And that is your entertainment news on July 2nd. Now it's time to roll on with your birthday. Alright, the Phoenix birthdays today. Lindsay Lohan, 33. Lindsay Ashley Lohan. Lohan. Ashley Tisdale, 34. She looks much different. She got a nose job. Margot Robbie, beautiful, 29. Brett the Hitman Hart, he's 62. He's the guy that inspired me to put a kid in a sharpshooter in the sixth grade. <laughs> Thanks, Hitman. And Larry David, creator of uh, Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, is 72. And that is your celebrity birthdays for July 2nd. Right on. Well, we come back. It is Thursday, and that means it is time for Florida Man. Tony's going to take us through that. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, July 2nd. Now, we are all over social media. Many of you watching us on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. We also rebroadcast the show on the AUN TV network, every evening across 13 stations in Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social media, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony dot San Filippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony dot San Filippo 81. And Ryan, who's taking a little time off right now, is available at facebook.com forward slash Ryan dot wink. Or on Instagram at names wink. Now that it is Thursday, something we do each and every Thursday is a little thing called Florida Man. Oh, good for you. Florida man, Florida man, this is normally Ryan's jam. We miss you, Ryan. I'm going to do my best to represent today's Florida man. Now, keep in mind, I didn't write these articles. I found them. I'm going to share them with you. And if you're easily offended, I'm sorry. Don't be a Karen because I'm sharing. And this is Florida man, baby. So first off, this is going to be a mixture. I'm going to be equal. It's not just Florida man, but there's Florida woman too, baby. They're just as crazy. Yeah, so are. Florida woman named Crystal was arrested for crystal meth trafficking. 
Detectives found approximately 18 grams of methamphetamines, and the detectives also found a drug distribution equipment with meth already packaged for sale. Her name, Crystal Harris. Good job, Crystal. <laughs> you are the first Florida woman on Florida Man. <laughs> uh, also, and I'm going to roll. I actually have some stories. These are just kind of like little brief ones, and then I'll get into the big ones. But uh, Florida Man Vanilla Ice is throwing a concert in Texas despite coronavirus for July 4th. His comment, we didn't have coronavirus in 1990, bro. That was a direct quote, and I had to look. Vanilla Ice, Rob Van Winkle, is from Florida. so He is. Go. Yep. Yeah, he does he uh, home improvement in Florida, some really gaudy stuff. But uh, actually, coronavirus did exist in 1990, just not COVID-19. Yeah. So those are your brief ones, but here's actually the story. So uh, I have uh, one that takes place in St. Augustine, Florida. St. Augustine beach man arrested after pouring gasoline inside home after dispute with roommates. According to an arrest report from the St. John's County Sheriff's Office, Robert Barkley Jr., 58, was fighting with another man who lived in his home this past Sunday night. So he called the deputies. Barkley asked deputies to force the man to leave his home, but deputies told him he would be required to evict him. In the arrest report, deputies described Barkley as extremely intoxicated. Surprise! What? Not long after that, deputies were called to the home again. This time, the victim claimed Barkley was pouring gasoline inside the home. According to the report, a woman who also lives in the home and stated Barkley said he was going to burn the house down with Toasty! <laughs> However, the report says Barkley told deputies he only sprayed a mixture of water and gasoline to make them leave. He also claims he never threatened either of them and says they weren't even inside the home at the time. The report also says both victims say they were inside the home and that the smell of gasoline was so strong they were forced to open a window. When deputies arrived, Barkley was smoking a cigarette. Oh, deputies also say they found a lighter in his pocket. Well, how was he going to light a cigarette? Right. I guess matches, maybe? He later told deputies he did not intend to threaten the victims, but wanted to show that he was not afraid to die. Barkley is now charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without the intent to kill. <laughs> they won't leave my house! I will spray gasoline and smoke a cigarette if I want. <laughs> this is Florida, man. I, I love that he's like, I wasn't threatening them, but I, I was encouraging them to leave by uh, being willing to set the house on fire. But that's not a threat. It's not a threat. It's kind of like those two people that were out on the lawn with the protesters with the little guns. Get off my lawn! I won't shoot you, but get out of here! <laughs> Idiots. Anyways, moving on to another one. We're going to Summerfield, Florida, kids. This one has the one Florida woman. And the uh, title of this one is X-Ray Revealed Object in Vagina. Don't be offended. Summerfield, Florida. It was a sticky situation. Oh. But more evidence was discovered oh, yeah. after a woman. I got to contain my composure on that one. After a woman who stole from Walmart. She was booked in the Marion County Jail. Marion County Sheriff's Deputy Gregory Snodgrass responded to the Walmart in Summerfield uh, in reference to a theft. Store security witness Jamie S. Thalgott, 22, removed the merchandise from the store shelves and placed them in her purse. Security cameras also captured the woman entering a bathroom, then exiting the bathroom, placing the purse on the bottom of her friend's shopping cart. She placed it After in her, her prison purse? Mm-hmm. 
After her friend paid for groceries, Thalga exited the store without paying for the items she had placed in her purse. Upon questioning, Thalga admitted to stealing the merchandise while Thalga was being processed at the jail. A cell phone charger was discovered during the x-ray portion of the booking procedure. According to reports, the x-ray showed that she had inserted the cell phone charger into her vagina. A second cell phone charger was discovered in her shoe. Well, how many chargers do you need, lady? She stated that she removed the items from the packaging in the woman's bathroom at the store. According to reports, she was asked several times before being booked if she had any other items in her possession. Each time she asked, no. She was charged with retail theft and tampering with evidence. According to the police, all items were recovered and returned to Walmart. What a return! I would not want that. I would not want that open box item. Uh, Yeah, I got... Oh, I like the pun there, you because you said I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was a that was a wild story. Uh, there was a lot of storing there. Yes. Okay, we're now heading to Odessa in Florida. It's a Hillsborough, a Hillsborough County. Um, she's suing her neighbor for a goat paternity test. Jerry, Jerry. Chris Hedstrom first threatened to take her neighbor, Heather Daner, to court in February if she didn't provide DNA for a goat paternity test. She wasn't kidding around. Hedstrom filed a civil lawsuit against Daner at the end of May, asking for a refund on the goat she purchased from her, plus court costs and lawyer fees, or DNA to prove their lineage. Hedstrom paid, I want to say Hedstrom because it's a cooler name, but it's Hedstrom paid Daner $900 for five Nigerian dwarf goats in December. Bella, Gigi, Rosie, Zelda, and Margot. That's really the name, Margot. According to the lawsuit, Hedstrom was under the impression that the goat could be registered with the American Dairy Goat Association, a group that records goat pedigrees. Registered goats have higher value than goats that are not registered. Who in the hell collects goats and all that? Oh, my God. Who the hell cares? Chris Hedstrom cares, Chris. <laughs> hey, uh, let's go. To prove the paternity test, they need about hair, 40 hair follicles from the father goat for a DNA test. So Hedstrom wrote a letter requesting DNA from Daner in February. Um, Daner offered to refund the money exchange for the goats. Daner has been selling goats for about 10 years, and... I just want to skim through the rest because this is not a fun Florida woman story. It's a really argument over a dumb goat. <laughs> so uh, at the end, Hedstrom bought one of the kids, Margot, for her friend Penny, Vicky of Palm Harbor. Vickery said her goat had lice and worms that required five medications a day. Margot has made a full recovery, but Vicky doesn't have the paperwork to register her. Oh, <laughs> what a dumb story. Um, it's just basically two dumb neighbors arguing about who sold a goat to who. and ugh. Only in Florida. Only in Florida. Yes. And we've got a little less than a minute, so uh, maybe you can hit us with uh, one more real quick. I got one more. It's exactly it. A uh, woman arrested for allegedly masturbating in a Starbucks. Going out big time. Bradenton, Florida. Starbucks just got a whole lot classier last week after a woman was arrested on Thursday for allegedly masturbating inside the coffee joint. Oh, hell no! (laughs) 29-year-old Jennifer Perinian was sitting in the lobby of uh, Bradenton Starbucks while she was seen pleasuring herself by several witnesses. 
According to the police, the staff of Starbucks regarded a female was in the lobby and was masturbating. When the cop approached her, she questioned. She explained that she had been dropped off by some friends and was waiting to be taken to the hospital to treat an apparent spider bite. Can't a lady diddle herself inside Starbucks by wanting to go to the hospital without being harassed with anyone? What is this, Nazi Germany? The officer <sighs> offered her a ride to the hospital, and she agreed. Upon, uh, upon arrival, it turns out she tested positive as she was high on cocaine. Because of the course the story had to end this way, she claimed she didn't belong, that the crack pipe didn't, ex- she also had crack on her, apparently. Say so she was charged with drug paraphernalia, narcotics, and as it turns out, playing with yourself in Starbucks is not as serious as having a crack pipe in your purse. Live and learn, and all some might argue that a $5 cup of coffee, Starbucks is pretty much already jerking you. Hey-o! <laughs> That's Florida man and woman. Well, folks, that does it for Florida man. When we come back, we have some mind-blowing facts as we like to drop a little knowledge on you. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a few. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, July 2nd. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us. Click on the Shows and Podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and you can get all of the audio and video that you need there. Or head over to wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, so many more, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe, so that way you always get the latest updates. Leave a review, let us know how we're doing, and tell your friends, because sharing is caring. Now in this segment, uh, you know, we do a segment on the show at the very last one uh, each and every day of this day in history, and it's fun because we learned some stuff that we didn't know before, we have a little fun with it, and uh, wanted to take an opportunity to drop just some mind-blowing facts that I came across, and, uh, you know, see if they were as mind-blowing to you as they were to me. So, uh... For instance, number one, when you dream, one part of your brain is making up the story and another part is experiencing those events and is genuinely surprised by all the twits, uh, twists, <laughs> the twits, the twists in the plot. So, uh, yeah, your brain is both acting as the uh, um, creator and the viewer all at the same time when you dream. That's an awesome fact. I did not know that. I wish it. I wish you could remember more of your dreams that you have. I don't know if you're the same where you have them, and sometimes you remember them really well, and then other times not so much. See, for me, I prefer not to dream, just because when I do dream, I feel exhausted when I wake up. I feel like my mind has just been active all night. Whereas when I don't dream, I feel like I get a, a nice restful sleep. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I dig that. That's just me. All right, moving on. November 2nd, 2000 was the last time all humans were on the planet together. Since then, at least one person has remained on the International Space Station. Well, good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Very mind-blowing you are. (laughs) 
Here's one that you'll appreciate. Obviously, we're big fans of Back to the Future, and then obviously, uh, you know, with the most recent Avengers movie, Avengers Endgame, there was a whole debate about how time travel works. Well, somebody put in here, if time travel were possible, you would need a time and space machine to survive the trip. Otherwise, when you travel back in time, the planet would be at a different point in its rotation around the sun, and our solar system would be at a different point in space as it rotates, which means you travel back in time and be in an empty part of space. I had never considered that before. Yeah. <laughs> I would not have thought that. I don't... When you start thinking of the time, space, and traveling, you know, if time travel was thing, it definitely blows your mind. Like when you really start to think about, like, if you change one thing, that could change the course of everything. So yeah, it's the butterfly effect. Yeah, Here's, which is actually a pretty good movie too. Just was the it first one? Uh, yeah. Ashton Kutcher. I don't know if it holds that, right? up. Yeah, he was in it. I okay. liked it back then, but it's one of those movies. I haven't seen in a long time. I liked it then. I don't know how good it would be today. I don't think I ever saw it. Might be worth checking out. All right, moving on. The sound made by the Krakatoa volcanic eruption in 1883 was so loud, it ruptured eardrums of people 40 miles away, traveled around the world four times, and was clearly heard 3,000 miles away. That's like standing in New York and hearing a sound from San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that, that is a loud noise. Jeez. I mean, 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 40 miles away, that would be like me being in Sparks and somebody in Dayton um, and having my eardrums ruptured at the same time. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's got, I couldn't imagine that, that loud of a sound. <laughs> Here's one that's mind-blowing uh, related to people's age as we know them. Martin Luther King Jr. and Anne Frank were born in the same year. Also that same year, Betty White was already seven years old. Wow. That's crazy. She is like the golden treasure, man. She is the gift that keeps on giving, right? Still around. Yeah. Still kicking, still active. Well, of course, there's those memes that are going around that, uh, you know, Betty White, Willie Nelson, and Keith uh, Richards will outlive us all. And I don't doubt that. Yeah. Yeah. And 2020 better not take them. You've taken enough. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if this next one applies to any of you. And if it does, then please reach out and let us know because some people don't have an inner monologue. They literally don't have a voice in their head. I couldn't couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine that. No, no, there's no way that, uh, you know, I could function throughout the day without it. In fact, most of the time I have a song in my head. Um, and that's just one of the inner monologues. There's a lot of voices in there. I was going to say, I'm glad you said it because I was about to say it myself. There's always different voices and I have music in my head. There's always something going on up there. Always, (laughs) you know? There's your self-doubt, there's your encouragement, there's your what you should do next, there's the uh, shiny object thing, there's all kinds. It's like the movie Inside Out. There's a bunch of little right. characters up there. You know? <laughs> all pulling levers. Exactly. All right, here's one. Oh, this is crazy. A woman once jumped off the 86th floor of the Empire State Building, but the wind pushed her back, and she fell on a ledge on the 85th floor, and she survived. Is that one true? Yeah, yeah. There's that, a picture of that, that, yeah. There's a really? picture of the that, woman. Apparently, she broke her pelvis, and that was it. Wow, 
That's that's pretty amazing. She was uh, very lucky because she would not have survived that fall. I thought you were going to say she survived the fall from that height. And I was like, geez. Yeah, if she made it all the way down to the bottom and survived, whoa, that would be even more mind-blowing. It'd be like Austin uh, Powers in, uh, was it the second one, The Spy Who Shagged Me, when he jumps out the window with that lady and they have that long, drawn-out argument. (laughs) And he pulls her in front and then they smash the ground, but she's still alive. And he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard the uh, urban legend, the myth, that if you drop a penny off the Empire State Building, it could go right through a person's body? I have heard that, yeah. Yeah. I, I believe that that is false. I don't think that the uh, terminal velocity of a penny can uh, quite do that. No, I'd be, it would probably hurt, but I don't think it would uh, do that, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Here's something that's interesting. Oxford University in England is older than the Aztec Empire. Wow. The more you know, kids, the more you know. <laughs> Here's something that in the grand scheme of things is um, not only mind-blowing, but maybe a little scary as well. The International Space Station is closer to the Earth than San Francisco is to L.A., Whoa, that's no not that way. far away. Yeah. Dang, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Did not know that. Wow. That that one is actually a really interesting fact. I like that. That's a mind-blown fact for me. That's it cool. is. Yeah, and if you know where to look, sometimes at night you can see the space station uh flying across the sky. That wasn't a UFO then? Nope. Nope. I think it circles the oh. earth four or five times a day. And so that's sort of the rotation that it's on. That makes sense. Here's something that I had no idea existed, and maybe it's a little scary that it does. The U.S. government has an official for a zombie apocalypse. Con Plan 8888, also known as Counter Zombie Dominance, was written in 2011. And just in case you think it's weird bureaucratic humor, the first line reads, This plan was not actually designed as a joke. So they could... um have a plan for zombies, which, okay. So they got a plan for that, but they didn't have a plan for coronavirus! Well, I think they were... Yeah. Yeah, I think they were too busy planning for the T-virus and not the coronavirus. Yeah, jeez. I just got to play that sound by for you. Coronavirus! (laughs) Coronavirus! (laughs) Yeah, that that blows my mind that they have that... uh, what did you say that order was? Was it Order 66? No. <laughs> Execute Order 66. <laughs> <laughs> That'll turn all the clones against us. No, Con Plan 8888. Okay. Uh, 88 miles per hour will bring you zombies, Marty. <laughs> and then finally, as we head into our long break, there is a termite colony in the Amazon rainforest that is the size of Great Britain and is almost 4,000 years old. There are also hundreds of millions of termite mounds in that colony. That is terrifying, and I would not want to own a home anywhere near that colony. No, you would not. Would not. (laughs) Well, folks, we're headed into our long break. Stay tuned. It's only about seven minutes, and we'll be back with our call-in contest where we will pit one caller against the other for the best cereal of all time. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll see you in about seven minutes. 
Wrap it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Radio show. It is a Thursday, July 2nd. Now, uh, as I mentioned, uh, we are into the second hour of the show. Just wanted to check in with my co host, Tony. He didn't get a lot of sleep last night, but you seem to be holding up pretty well. Yeah, I'm holding up uh, well. Had my green teeny apple martini Red Bull, as I usually do. And uh, no monster milk because it doesn't exist here in Colorado. But uh, yeah, doing good. Holding up and uh, ready for the second half. So I am too. Now, as we do in the second half of each show, we kick it off with uh, our call-in topic. This is where we invite you guys, the listeners, the viewers, the watchers, to call in at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255 at the end of the segment for a chance to chime in. And in this case, it is a call-in contest something I've dubbed the Phoenix Face-Off, where we'll get uh, two callers on the line to debate the topic that we're talking about. Tony and I will confer to uh, see who the winner is, and the winner will receive a $20 Instacart grocery gift card. So, uh, great prize, and we should have a lot of fun with it. Now, uh, the topic is something that Tony brought up yesterday that I thought would be just a great call-in topic, and we're talking about the best breakfast cereals of all time and so we all have our favorites we all have fond childhood memories of uh, a specific you know breakfast cereal and uh, you know basically wanted to take the opportunity to let you guys the listeners debate what that is and why and so uh, before we go to the break and open up the phone lines tony wanted to get a thought on what you think is the best breakfast cereal of all time for me, it still holds up to this day. It is a go-to of mine still. Um, I loved it as a kid. I love it as an adult. And that's Honey Nut Cheerios. Still tastes delicious to me. Uh, you know, I loved it a lot. I had that sweet. Because I didn't like regular Cheerios growing up. I thought they were so bland. I don't think just, anybody does. Ugh, you had to like put sugar and all that stuff in it. That's what made cereal so fun. It was so sugary and good. Now, as a kid, I did love like Cookie Crisp. God, that was so good. Um, Captain Crunch, uh, Rice Krispies. Uh, well, the Rice Krispie Treat cereals were the jam. Those were really good. But mm. my go-to, like typically if I buy a box of cereal, if it's not uh, Trader Joe's Maple Pecan one, that seems to be my go-to nowadays. It gives you some righteous gas the next day. It's the only <laughs> cereal I know that gets you all gurgly-burgly on the insides. But uh for me, Honey Nut Cheerios is my is my number one. I I love it, and I and I even like some of the 
different variations of Cheerios nowadays. They have some fruity ones and stuff like that. But uh, the one that still stays true, and it, it can't be the knockoffs, can't be the honeyos or right, not the weird you, store brands that come in fifteen nope. gallon bags. <laughs> yep, can't be those. Has to be the legit Honey Nut Cheerios. Those are my jam. Fair um, enough. You know, Honey Nut Cheerios was always a staple in our house, so we always had them. Wasn't really a special treat for me, but I enjoy them. Yeah. yeah. For me, I think as a kid, my favorite was always Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. Um, you know, we, as we were talking about yesterday, they were known for just tearing up the Threads roof of your, your mouth. mouth. Yeah. Oh, you know, but more often than not, it was worth that, you know, couple hours of agony that you had to deal with afterwards. Um, never really a fan of the Oops All Berries. Um, and then for me, just being sort of the OCD, when I did have Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries, I would eat all of the crunch berries first, basically pick through, and then eat all of the actual Captain Crunch cereal after that. Don't know why, just something I did. Hey, that's okay, man. It's uh, it's kind of like the kids with the marshmallows. My sister used to do Lucky Charms, and she'd eat all the marshmallows first, mm-hmm. and then eat and eat the remaining stuff. Which I was never a fan of uh, the cereal marshmallows. They were always kind of funky. Yeah, they were a little styrofoamy and. Yeah, whatever it may be. But, hey, you know, you guys who are listening, you may disagree and you may have a, a, a good case for why something like Lucky Charms is the best. And so in a couple minutes, we will open those phone lines at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255 for a chance to win a $20 Instacart gift card. Now, while um, Captain Crunch was one of my favorites as a kid... Growing up into my teenage years, and my all-time favorite cereal is uh, one of the more obscure ones that I don't even know if they make anymore, but Post made a cereal called O's, O-H apostrophe S. I remember those, yeah. Which, I mean, they're tasty, they wouldn't get soggy. Um, The only problem I ever had with them is that they only ever came in a box that was about uh, the size of a 3x5 card. Yeah, I've uh, I can't really I don't even remember what they taste like. I just remember what the box art looked like and everything, and I've seen them, but uh, can't recall ever actually having them. Yeah, they're a honey graham flavor, and they had like little crumbles of things in the middle of the O, and uh, you know always stayed crunchy through the milk. But uh, like I said, you know, you the box was enough for about one bowl of cereal, and that's about it. Yeah, once you uh, – <laughs> that was always a bummer part of cereal, too, is some of those were so good, like Frosted Flakes. Great cereal as a kid, but, man, if you did not eat that fast and they got soggy, woof. <laughs> oh, yeah. They got, they got – they were a little much to take in. Yep. So, you know, and as kids, like, I, I tried to picture myself as a kid, and I'm sure I lollygagged watching, like, Chippendale Rescue Rangers and just did the slow bite and just let it sit. But yeah, if cereal got soggy, that that was the only crappy part of cereal. Yeah, if you recall, uh, Captain Crunch, his enemy were the soggies, and they were these like <laughs> white gelatinous, uh, you know, humanoid figures that uh, you know. I I remember those, yes. But uh, in any case, it is that time. We are opening the phone lines now. We need at least two callers. Obviously, you can't have a debate with just one for the first ever Phoenix Faceoff for the best cereal of all time. For a $20 Instacart gift card, folks, call now, 844-790-TALK. 
That's 844-790-8255. When we come back from the break, we open the phone lines to you and uh, definitely want to get your input on the best breakfast cereal of all time. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, July 2nd. We are in the portion of the show where we have opened up the phone lines to you, the caller, for our call-in contest, our first-ever Phoenix face-off, to debate the greatest breakfast cereal of all time. We have one caller on hold, but we need at least one more to uh, obviously get the debate going. That number is 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. Just need one. That's all we need. And uh, again, it is a contest, so uh, the winner, as chosen by myself and Tony, will receive a $20 Instacart gift card. For those of you who don't know what Instacart is, it's essentially the DoorDash of grocery delivery. So, uh, you know, pick yourself up some uh, good breakfast cereal that you can have delivered to your home without even leaving the house. So uh, while we wait for another caller, and I appreciate uh, whoever we have on hold at the moment, uh, just hanging on till we do get that second caller. And uh, once we do, we will uh, start the debate. And uh, you know what? You ask and you shall receive. So we have gotten a second caller. Let's go ahead and find out who's going to be competing, and then we'll get into the debate. Who's our first caller? Kendra. Hey, Kendra. How you doing? Hey, Kendra. Hey, guys. <laughs> All right, Kendra, we're going to put you on hold real quick, find out who you're going to be competing against. Sure. All right, and who else do we have here on the line? Melissa. Hi, Melissa. How are you doing today? Hi, Melissa. Hi, I'm doing good. Good morning, guys. Good morning. So, uh, Friday. Uh, it's your Friday. Well, we wish it was right. ours. Unfortunately, Ooh. it's not. <laughs> it's our third day. The third day. <laughs> All right, Melissa. We're gonna. I win. We're gonna put you on hold real quick, and uh, so we're gonna get into our first ever Phoenix face-off into the debate of the best breakfast cereal of all time. Let's go ahead and start off with Kendra. Kendra, what is the best breakfast cereal and why? You know, hands down, it has to be regular Rice Krispies, right? Because they talk to you, they have the cute little cartoon characters, and you don't realize it, but you can pretty much add anything to Rice Krispies. Like, you can decorate it and doctor it up any which way you want. Now, when you say decorate and doctor it, what, what sort of things do you add to your Rice Krispies? Well, when I was little, it was always half a cup of sugar. Right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, because... You know, Mom, no, you can't have fruity pebbles and whatnot. So, yeah, you just supplement with regular white sugar. But bananas, strawberries, my nephews have put in, like, chocolate chips and marshmallows. Um, you know, basically a liquid rice crispy treat, if that's what you're looking for. And then we've done it with chocolate milk and strawberry milk. Like, super versatile. Interesting. All right. So uh, Kendra's pick is Rice Krispies because they're, uh, they talk to you. They have fun characters, and they are highly customizable. Kendra, we're going to put you back on hold real quick. 
open it up to Melissa. Melissa, what is your pick for the best breakfast cereal of all time and why? I would have to say that it's Cocoa Krispies, so pretty similar to Kendra's. But I think the difference is that it doesn't have to be, like it doesn't have to have anything added to it for it to be great. It's chocolatey. It makes the milk great. Um, I love the texture, and it's good as it is. It doesn't need anything added to it to be fantastic. Yeah. And I usually eat about three bowls at a time. <laughs> <laughs> does it does it snap, crackle, and pop like the Ridge? Absolutely. Okay. All right. So Melissa's case for Cocoa Krispies is that, uh, you know, there's nothing you have to do to it, and it makes its own chocolate milk. Very compelling. Let's turn it back over to Kendra real quick. Kendra, for your rebuttal, why do regular Rice Krispies take the cake over Cocoa Krispies? I think it's fascinating that we've both picked Rice Krispies. Like, I was prepared to debate <laughs> Fruit Loops, Apple Jack, Captain Crunch, um, you know, debating a similar series. That's a uh, similar cereal. That's a... Uh, that's tough, but, um, you know, Rice Krispies, in my opinion, is good, just plain, just how it is, um, and you can add things to it. I don't know about adding, you know, additional sugar to chocolate, cocoa, sorry, yeah, cocoa Rice Krispies, mm-hmm. um, and then, yeah, adding, see, and I don't do, and maybe this is my fault, I don't do fruit and chocolate. <laughs> That's a no-no. Messes up the flavor of the chocolate, messes up the flavor of the fruit, so uh, we wouldn't be putting bananas and strawberries um, into Cocoa Krispies. So I think it's limited in that it's only cocoa. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, Melissa definitely threw you a curveball. Melissa, finally, we're going to open it to your rebuttal on why <laughs> Cocoa Krispies <laughs> kick the pants off of Rice Krispies, and then we will determine our winner. Um, Kendra makes really good points, um, and I do think it's interesting that we both picked uh, the crispy rice a variety of cereal. Um, but I would have to say as a rebuttal that I think banana and chocolate goes super well together. And um, although you don't necessarily have to add anything to Rice Krispies, they're kind of boring on their own, in my opinion. And um, if we put them into baked goods, Cocoa crispy treats are just fire. Mm. So that's my rebuttal. Interesting. All right. I'm going to place you on hold. Now, Tony, we have the very difficult task of figuring out, okay, who who gave us the better debate? Um, I'll go ahead and start off. So for me, uh, I would side with Kendra purely on the fact that uh, she brought up the point of not mixing fruit and sweets, which I am, obviously, you know me, that's, you know, one of my biggest uh, things that I stay away from. Um, so that was what was compelling for me. Uh, what about you, Tone? Uh, it's tough. Both girls, did, they debated great, uh, bring out good points in the defense. Uh, as we know, like Rice Krispies is obviously the best cereal in general, you know, based on the two debating. Um, I was sold actually uh, on the Cocoa Krispies with the uh, chocolate milk factor. I mean, the whole fact that at the end when you drink the milk, you know, that as a kid that was always kind of the special treat when you were done with the cereal. You drank the milk and it tasted. 
if you had a good cereal, it, it would taste like that. And I think the uh, fact that you could have the chocolate milk at the end is a good win for uh, kids and then adults of all ages that uh, want the nostalgia feel on that. So, um, so I do like fruit in my stuff, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the cocoa krispies on. Ooh, that. you're siding with both, Melissa. So they're, they're both good debates, though. Both good. And they both are. So uh, obviously, you've got uh, me siding with Kendra. Tony siding with Melissa. If we had Ryan here, you know, he would be the tiebreaker, but we don't have a tiebreaker. But with that being said, the plan for today was to give away two Instacart gift cards if we had enough callers to debate the topic. So guess what? You guys both luck out. You're both winners in our book and uh, very compelling arguments. Woo! Of course, we're winners. We like Rice Krispies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is undebatable. So, Kendra, Melissa, <laughs> thank you guys so much for calling in. Um, do me a favor. Reach out to me uh, via um, the social media page, and uh, I'll be sure to get you those Instacart gift cards. And uh, that way you guys can order up all of the Cocoa Krispies and Rice Krispies that $20 will get you through Instacart. And uh, you can enjoy it in uh, probably one sitting because they're Let's face it, not that filling. <laughs> I'm getting the three bowls. Three bowls. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you both for calling in. You know, you guys made it just a, a wonderful first edition of the Phoenix Face Off. And uh, we had a lot of fun hearing your debate. Thanks, ladies. Thank we you appreciate guys. the support. Thanks. Thanks. Good night. Have a good day. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. I love when we get participation like that. They both had really good, compelling arguments. And uh, let's face it, nobody was a loser. Everybody won. And when it comes to Rice Krispies, they're just that good. Yeah, they are just that good. I like to, me personally, with the Rice Krispies, I like the Rice Krispie Treat cereal. I do, too. I like Rice Krispie Treats just in general. The other thing I that, do too. that's awesome to make... Uh, uh, sort of rice crispy treats out of is fruity pebbles yeah i can see that oh so good so good so good well folks that does it for our calling contest today and it was our first ever phoenix face-off debate for the greatest cereal of all time we'll be sure to do this again with another topic down the road so uh, make sure you tune in so uh, that way we get uh, some some really good arguments on either side of whatever the topic might be folks when we come back we have a segment called childhood wealth to find out more about what that means stay tuned we'll see you in a few Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, July 2nd. Now, if uh, actually, nope, that's the uh, statement for the next segment. In this one, we talk about the Phoenix line which is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners, an opportunity to chime in. Perhaps you missed our first-ever Phoenix face-off on the debate over the greatest breakfast cereal of all time, and you wanted to give your input? Well, guess what? You can do so. Give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 
F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973. Any topic, just check in, tell us how we're doing, tell us if we're wrong about something, because more often than not, we are. And uh, we will put all those together and air them on a future show, so keep it entertaining. Now, in this segment, I wanted to talk about... uh, Basically, the things that, you know, when you were a kid, you always had those friends or, or, you know, you had this outward look on the world that, uh, you know, what you thought wealth was. And so you always thought that, you know, the, your friend's family or, or uh, some other kid was wealthy because they had or did something that you didn't necessarily have. And so, uh, for example, for me, um, you know, growing up, we had a Nintendo. And then when the next uh, gen systems came out, we opted for the Genesis and never ended up getting the Super Nintendo. And always sort of viewed, you know, our friend who had the Super Nintendo as, you know, oh, my God, you know, they, they've got money to buy the Super Nintendo and all the Super Nintendo games, even though the Genesis was was a fantastic console. But just in your little kid brain, that's sort of how you see the world. Now, Tony, uh, anything like that come to mind for you? Yeah, growing up, uh, there was a couple of things. We kind of felt like uh, in our neighborhood, if you lived by Seeliger, that was uh, the rich, you know, that was the wealthy area of Carson, which Seeliger was a nice area. But I, at the time, so was our neighborhood. I mean, not so much present day, but, uh, you know, that was one thing or. It was our friend, uh, you know, one of my best friends, Katie, uh, who lived three doors down. She had a trampoline, so it was like, oh, man, she's got a trap. Dude, she was, her house was the hot spot as a kid because they had a trampoline. And, right. like, no one else had a trampoline, but Katie did. And, you know, and it was so much fun. But that was the thing because then when we finally saved up and got a trampoline, dude, it still wasn't as cool as Katie's trampoline. So, <laughs> because... But we always dispute it that way, you know. It just like, man, how cool is that? They got a trampoline. I'm like, we have a, uh, we have crappy ass moon shoes that don't do nothing. <laughs> the poor man's trampoline. Yeah, absolutely, with snappy bands that just snap. <laughs> so it's terrible. Anyway, pulled up a list of uh, basically. Those sort of same things that, uh, you know, people viewed as kids as, you know, other people having money or, or being rich or what wealth was. And so wanted to go through and, you know, maybe you guys agree, maybe you disagree, but uh, some of them are, are, are really fitting. So the first one, uh, Twitter user Susan Williamson said, having the 64 box of Crayola crayons, the one with the real built-in sharpener. And uh, I, I can agree with that. You know, you go to school, you were required to bring your own products. And, uh, you know, most kids had that little, like, 12-pack of Crayola crayons. And then there was that one kid that brought out that brick of 64 and would flip <laughs> right. it open, could sharpen them. And, you know, that was always a real treat. You didn't see too much of that. But, yeah, those kids always had the coolest Crayolas, man. We were, like, we were lucky, again, if we got Crayola, it was, like, I think Rose Art or some crap ass, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, second rate crayon. So, yeah, name Crayola man was the name. It was everything with Crayola. Yeah, yeah, name brands were always a big thing. You know, if you got the knockoff version, it was always never quite as good as the uh, the name brand, like the uh, Hydrox version of Oreo cookies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so moving on, Twitter user Jody B says, when a family went on summer vacation, I also thought that kids went to some 
that went to summer camp, like in the movies, were really rich. Also kids that took lessons, whether it was piano, dance, whatever it may be. And I could see that, you know, summer camps, you know, I've got my boys pretty much for the entire summer and trying to put them into summer camps. They are expensive. Holy crap. Yeah, that was the same reason why uh, we never as kids got to go to Latchkey. That was like the after school program where you went and did after school activities, things like that, because our parents couldn't afford that. So I did view like all the other kids that got to go. I was a little jealous, like, man, you get to go to Latchkey. We never did, you know, but that's okay. I went home and watched Disney afternoon every day and ate uh, cereal that got soggy. Just hey, nothing wrong with that. That that was life. Yeah, your summer (laughs) camp was uh, Disney afternoons in front of the TV with a uh, bowl of Frosted Flakes. Pretty much, yep. Fighting the soggies, baby. Fighting the soggies. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. Twitter user ELA Department AR. Boy, that's a... uh... What a name there, E-L-W-A-R. Says, I was the last person in my clique to have a car, which I paid for myself, and it was a used clunker. My friends got brand new cars on their 16th birthdays. I'm 49 now, and I still have never owned a brand new car because I just can't make myself buy something with a depreciation drop like that. Um, I can sort of appreciate that. You know, I, uh, you know, with the help of my dad, I had an awesome car in high school. But, uh, you know, it it wasn't a brand new car, and we took a lot of time to find something that was within my budget, which I think was like $5,000 at the time. And, uh, but yeah, never brand new. No, your car was awesome in high school, that blue Firebird. I love that car. Sweet. That's one one of those things I always wish I had never sold off. Just yeah, held that, on forever. That car was super sweet. Um, I can relate with the guy owning a clunker. I had a clunker of a Z28 Camaro, which I can at least say I've owned a Camaro, which is pretty badass, but that thing was a lemon. That thing broke down all the damn time. Tony, <laughs> llama, boot place every day. And it came um, in a very exclusive color of primer gray. Yeah, primer gray uh, had an okay sound system for the 90s, I guess, you know, with the Pioneer <laughs> detachable face. But, uh, yeah, man, um, I think at 49, maybe you should treat yourself, sir. Like, I think it might be time to go get yourself a car. You don't have to own a clunker unless you've made poor, poor life choices, buddy. Like <laughs> your yourself. poor Twitter you're like your poor Twitter handle. Jeez. <laughs> Moving on. This next one is from uh, Twitter user Amy McConkie, and it actually goes uh, in well with the comment that Kendra just left. Says uh, these clothes, which are uh, you know a picture of a bunch of popular kids wearing a spree. I think that's how you say it. The cool kids wearing them in ads in the YM Young and Modern magazine. And uh, to Kendra's point, she said, if you got to wear Nike or LA gear, not the pro wings. And again, going back to wearing the name brand, not the knockoff stuff. Yeah. Again, I was always envious of the kids with Nikes uh, in school. We did not get Nikes. We actually had to shop at the Payless. Which, you know, Payless at the time, I think they've gone out of business since then, but uh, Payless used to have the buy one, get one. So mm. my my mom would take us and, dude, I remember in junior high, all the cool kids had Nikes and Jordans. I got stuck with the Shaq Foos, like the crappy Shaq ones at Payless. <laughs> it just, they didn't fit as good, man. So I was definitely envious 
of the kids with Nikes. And as this adult, I own Nikes now and I'm very happy with them. They're comfortable shoes and uh, they are a little bit pricey, but uh, yeah, the, the Nike kids. So That's fair enough. Do you remember LA Gear? LA Gear were the first ones to have like the light up things in yes. the, uh, the soles. Yes. I always thought those were cool. I don't ever remember having them. I think there was one point in time where I had the uh, the pump ones. The oh, I, I was were those just gonna Nike? say, did you the the Reebok? Uh, the Reebok, Reebok pump. pump. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where you pumped up the shoes and they're supposed to make you jump. Uh, I think we had a knockoff one. I think it was called uh, Russell Athletic, uh-huh. or maybe it was it was and it was called like the Puff or something. It was <laughs> it was real. It was similar to the pump, but it was very very right. generic. Oh, what a gimmick. I mean, they sold those for way more than a regular shoe was, and I guarantee they did absolutely nothing. They did nothing. They were just an inflated basketball thing you just pressed, and you're like, yeah, my basketball game's going to be so cool. I'm going to be just like Mike. <laughs> just like when I buy his Jordans, I'm going to fly through the air just like Michael Jordan. No, you're not. Not so much. If you don't have the God-given ability and talent to do any of that, you ain't doing it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Twitter user Wondernut said a bowl of these. <laughs> and so uh, I, I do remember going to friends' houses and they'd have like a crystal bowl filled with Andy's mints. Remember those chocolate mints that you get from uh, Olive Garden? Yeah, I love Andy's mints. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and always thinking, oh, wow, that's, that's fancy. What well, it always was ritzy, wasn't it? That was a nice thing, like a date at the Olive Garden. Here's your mint. It's an Andes. <laughs> hey, they're good. They're good. Here's one that uh, I don't think we had until later on in uh, my childhood. But uh, Twitter user Maria P. Gidding says, garage refrigerators just for drinks. Which I kind of wish I had right now because drinks take up so much of our regular refrigerator. They do. I actually have a little refrigerator here in the office, and I keep a, a lot of drinks. Uh, it's mostly just Kirkland Signature water, but, uh, you know, it's good because it just doesn't take – I can fill that whole thing up. doesn't take up the fridge, but I agree. As There were some of the houses we'd go to as uh, kids, and their families had garage uh, refrigerators. We did not. Like, if you wanted a soda, a lot of the times – they were warm and sitting out because they weren't in the fridge. Exactly. Yeah, because they forgot to put them in the fridge, which we exactly. have happen at our house every once in a while. Here's one that I know you'll appreciate from Twitter user Kiana Butler. Having a blockbuster night. Whenever my parents would take us, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. It was pretty expensive for my family. I knew my parents were really giving us a treat when we were able to go and rent a bunch of movies and get snacks. Friday nights at the Filippo house, man. That was us every Friday night. And it wasn't Blockbuster. It was uh, old school uh, video madness in Carson City or JJ's Ear Candy. It was them them and Eminem video, which obviously both don't exist anymore. Right. And, and then, of course, Video Maniacs before I worked there. But every Friday, you know, that would be the, the thing. It'd be pizza, soda, video games, and a movie. Like, Every Friday night, that was a staple at our uh, house. So um, I actually have fond memories where I think about that sometimes, where I'm like, you know what? It's Friday night. I'm going to bust out the Nintendo and get a pizza. I never do, but I do have the nostalgia 
itch yeah. on Fridays yeah. for that sometimes, yeah. Well, now in the time of coronavirus, I, it's uh, definitely the time to uh, go back to that because you're not going to the theaters, that's for sure. No, no. Yeah. I, appreciate, I appreciate those nights. I wish video stores still existed. I mean, they were real fun to go through and see the box art and just the atmosphere of it. It was always a fun thing. It was. And uh, if you wanted to avoid the fee, make sure that you uh, follow the rule of be kind, rewind. Oh, absolutely. Now, as we head into the break, just want to leave you with this from uh, Twitter user Crystal Gamesh. I was always a sucker for high-priced, fancy school trapper keepers. Boy, that brings back some memories. Well, folks, we are headed into the break. When we come back, it's the final segment of the show. And as we do each and every day, we have This Day in History today with yours truly. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. Well, you did it, folks. You made it to the end of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, July 2nd. Of course, we've got one more segment left where we drop a little knowledge on you. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, you can do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. You can find audio and video there, or head over to wherever you get podcasts Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer, whatever it may be. We're about uh, 20 uh, podcast channels in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe so you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. That way we know how we're doing. And Tony, as always, sharing is caring. It certainly is. Now, uh, being that it is the last segment of the show, as we do each and every day, we are here with This Day in History. Ryan Wink is out, so I'll be leading it. And uh, here we go. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. All right, uh, kicking things off. This day in 1843, an alligator falls from the sky during a thunderstorm in Charleston, South Carolina. Hell no. That's as bad as that story I just read yesterday about flying snakes. I ain't doing any flying reptile. Hell to the no. Oh, hell no. Oh. I agree. An that's, alligator? That's terrifying. That is terrifying. Now, the question is, was it a full-size, you know, six, seven, eight-foot alligator, or was it, you know, one of the little ones that, uh, you know, you occasionally see uh, in pet stores? No, it's creepy. It's kind of like uh, just things that shouldn't be flying. Like I read about, I think in Florida, they have flying fish yeah. sometimes. <laughs> uh, uh-uh. Flying no. squirrels. And like you said, the flying snakes, that's a new terrifying no. thing that we have to worry about now. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't do that. Nope. <laughs> All right. Moving on. This day in 1881, U.S. President James Garfield was shot by Charles Guiteau, a disappointed office seeker, where uh, Garfield died 79 days later. Fatality. Yep, he. that's why he hates Mondays. <laughs> I wonder if it was a Monday. That would be... That would, ironic maybe and, and i wonder if it was 
I wonder if it was lasagna day too. <laughs> well, based on uh, the the holidays for day, it's for today. It's not. All Damn. Right. This day in 1900, the first flight of LZ-1, a dirigible airship designed by Graf Ferdinand, wow, Graf Ferdinand von Zeppelin at Lake Constance near Friedrichshafen, Germany. And so that was uh, basically the very first Zeppelin to fly, and then obviously that all came crashing down quite literally uh, with the Hindenburg. Toasty! That would have been a scary sight to see. You know, like Zeppelins were a big thing back in there. You don't see those now, but uh, to to see that back in the day, I mean, what a sight! Yeah. It's just creepy. But it, you know, I know uh, I, when I picture that too, I picture one of the uh, Led Zeppelin album covers. I think uh-huh. they had it on uh, number two. I think it was two. Yeah. Yeah, it was two. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, did you ever watch the Fox show Fringe? Oh yeah, Fringe was great. Where there great was, show. Yeah, where there was sort of a multiverse, you know, uh, an alternate reality where in the other alternate reality, Zeppelin still existed, which you know, kind of gave you a look on uh, what it would be like in modern times. Pretty cool, worth Creep. watching out. Cool, cool to see, but creepy at the same time. I don't know. Yep. All right, this day in 1901, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid rob a train of $40,000 in Wagner, Montana. Um, I'm curious what $40,000 in 1901 would equate to now. Yes, I hope they were wearing their face masks and being safe and social distance then. They were innovators of the masks. (laughs) Good job, Butch Cassidy. (laughs) Don't forget the Sundance Kid. Yeah, you know, Butch Cassidy had a pretty cool name, but like the Sundance Kid. Yeah, that's like Robin. That's like Yeah, he was he was definitely the sidekick in that crap. Oh, absolutely. All right, moving on. This day in 1916, Vladimir Lenin says imperialism is caused by capitalism, which uh, you know, obviously living in the world we live in right now, uh, there's a lot of debate about Marxism, capitalism, socialism, and all of that. We're not a political show, so uh, we will just move on from that. Chlorophyll? More like borophyll. <laughs> this day in 1921, in boxing's first million-dollar gate, world heavyweight champion Jack Dempsey knocks out Frenchman Georges Carpentier in round four of his third title defense. The crowd was 91,000 strong at Boyle's 30 Acres in Jersey City, New Jersey. Damn, you just got knocked up. Ow! <laughs> and that's back in the days when boxing was, you know, handlebar mustaches and put your dukes up. cuffs. Yeah. We're going to get a nice round of fisticuffs. We all, right here, that's what, Christian. You know, throw up your dukes here, buddy. We're going to go a couple of rounds here. I'm going to knock you that out, and that's what we're going to do. Fisticuff day, that's right. Let's do this. <laughs> all right moving on uh boy all i have to say is mount up because this next guy had to regulate in 1921 <laughs> in 21, warren g harding signs a joint congressional <laughs> resolution declaring the official end of war with germany you like that poll I do. I can't even think of anything but regulators. Like, I don't give a crap about that event in history because I just want to jam me some Warren G. <laughs> that song was popular as hell in the 90s. Yeah. I think uh, Nate Dogg, was it Warren? No, Warren G's still alive. Warren I think G- Nate Dogg passed away some years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. It just, it does a good song. It still holds up, but it's a good nostalgia song from the 90s for sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, this next one in 1937 answers a question that we've posed a few times in this day in history. Again, this day, 1937, Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan disappeared flying over the Pacific Ocean en route to Howland Island. Noonan is declared dead the following year, and Earhart is declared the year after. So uh, we've asked a few times when they actually disappeared. It was today in 1937. That's crazy. Yeah, the Bermuda Triangle, the disappearance. They have in Denver, there is a gal that was named after Amelia Earhart, and that's her name. And she ironically is also uh, not only a good-looking newscaster, but she's also an aviator. And she went and did the maiden voyage, I think, on this day last year or the year before. Like, she followed the same uh, path that uh, that Amelia did. Although, this Amelia didn't go missing, but... Uh, yeah, luckily. <laughs> yeah, there's just something weird about that part of the uh, Bermuda Triangle and... Who knows what happened? My guess is like the plane crashed into the ocean and she yeah, and that's where she went. So that that would be my thought, but uh, they've never found anything pertaining to her. I don't believe. Yeah, yeah, I I think I agree. I, I think she probably crashed and passed as opposed to just plane and simply disappeared. Yeah. All right. Moving on. This day in 1956, Elvis Presley records "Hound Dog" and "Don't Be Cruel." Now, uh, I I contend that. Uh, when it comes to the originators of rock, people either fall on the Beatles side or the Elvis side. I'm more of a Beatles guy. Where do you fall on that tone? Uh, more of a Beatles. Um, like, look, Elvis Elvis was definitely talented beyond belief and before his time. I think he had that sex appeal, you know, that the girls liked. And he yeah. had that lip thing, and you know, and he had the pelvis shake. Pelvis Elvis. <laughs> oh, hound dog, yeah. And he sparked, you know, obviously... He inspired the hell out of one of our favorite musicians, Michael Polson and Volbeat. And then Elvis did have that really hurk-a-dirk-a-dirk. You couldn't understand <laughs> you. No. But the the Beatles, man, time, you know, time and history and sales speak for themselves. I mean, those guys, songwriting, originality. Uh, music that stands the test of time, man. I just, I got to go with the Beatles. Just that. hit after hit after hit. Speaking of Absolutely. inspirations, this next man was the inspiration for a whole series of memes on the internet. In 1962, Sam Walton opens his first Walmart store in Rogers, Arkansas. You know, like the fact that, you know, Walmart, it gets a lot of rap because a lot of uh, interesting people shop there. Um, they do deliver good prices. It sucks on the mom pop part of the things. And, uh, you know, as a uh, worker for Costco, I do enjoy whipping up on the uh, competition there. Yeah. yeah. And so, they create a lot of jobs, which is great. All they right. do. Yeah. And they've got some good stuff. I, w I won't knock Walmart. They've, they've got some good things. <laughs> and as we head into the end of the show with about 45 seconds left, uh, let's run down some of the holidays for today. Yowie, wowie. We have free Freedom from Fear of Speaking Day. That is a uh, mouthful to say. I Forgot Day. So uh, I don't know. Maybe you can... Uh, uh, I'm going to use that tonight when I fail epically at my job. What happened? I forgot. <laughs> Today is Made in the USA Day. It is also... Damn right, 1981. Represent! <laughs> and it is also World UFO Day. So the truth is out there. Folks, thanks for sticking with us. We will be back tomorrow with a brand new show. Hopefully you'll join us then. See you tomorrow. 